The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, and Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Middle Tennessee. It is a beautiful day here in Columbia, as it has been for most of the week. Really excited to get to started on today's show as we have a lot of high school football to talk about. It's going to be a fantastic show. I'm Chris Yao, joined by Maurice Patton, as always, here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Men Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mo, good morning. Good morning, sir. It's a beautiful day outside, and you know, luckily for us, we, um, I guess when you get up in the morning and and it is nice outside, it makes it a little bit easier to get here and and get started. The last couple of days have been very good, very nice outside, you know, it it was a great day for some, some high school golf across the state, and it's always a good day for golf when you win a state championship. It, it is. It is indeed. And so it was a great day for golf for um, the Summertown Lady Eagles. Um, the last couple of days were great days, but yesterday in particular because um, Carly and Laney Campbell each shot one under par 71s to close out their third straight small class state championship down at Willowbrook over in Manchester. Um, Here's what's really dynamic about this third state championship for Summertown. Senior Kaylee Campbell. (laughs) This is a great stat, by the way. Not for Kaylee, unfortunately, but... (laughs) I think she's okay with it. She's still getting a ring. Yeah. Kaylee shot 80-75 for 155 for the two days. Finished fifth individually neither of her scores counted for the team for the team that's insane (laughs) she's number five in the state overall overall and the team can't use her score because carly and laney shot so well Mm. um carly shot a 143 laney shot a 146 they were number two and number three individually Behind Gordonsville, Sophie Linder, who shot a 138 and won the the individual state championship. But Summertown's 289 for the two days was 38 strokes better than Adamsville for second place. That's a lot. (laughs) You think? My goodness, 38 strokes. That's that's hard to even fathom. I, I couldn't throw it. 
that well. <laughs> let alone hit it. But, um, you know, speaking to John Campbell, the, the first-year coach for Summertown, he said, you know, one over par for two days. I never thought we'd get to this point. And, and this is, again, a team that has now won three in a row. That's that's a nice little run that they've they are they they are currently on in Summertown. Boys made their first state tournament appearance, finished fifth. Um, eighth grader Cole Campbell finished tenth overall, and his dad John says that they'll be building around him for the next four years. So it's, sky's the limit for him and by the way we have all of this up on the website at sm-tnsports.com so be sure and check that out that's right there is full story and results and whatnot on the website um also yesterday really good day to run a little as it was kind of warm, but the, the cool Not weather yesterday. or Tuesday, yeah, tu- even Tuesday though it was really Tuesday was a good really day. good day. Yeah, as the afternoon, you know, as we got into the afternoon, it got warm, but it didn't get too warm. But yeah, not not too warm to not have a great day over at Columbia's Chickasaw Trace Park, where there were a, a little bit of cross country action, and Spring Hills Michael Gerhart had a pretty good day. Yeah, um, the senior from Spring Hill coming off of his second place finish out at Ring Farms, Ring Farm, excuse me, one of them, at the um, Murray County Championships, ran sixteen fifty eight to win the um, the little event over at Chickasaw Trace. They had about ten, twelve teams over there, uh, some Murray County teams, some teams from the area, Summertown Forest, Lewis County. Some of those were over there as well. Um, so he won that. Jaden Stalnecker mm-hmm. from Forest won the girls' competition, but there were a lot of local names up in the top ten for that one as well. So they had a nice little meet over there. You know, it it really is nice that we have the the trails in the area for this type of thing. You know, having Ring Farm in Chickasaw, it, it just it really just bodes well for our our park system here in Murray County. Yeah, you know, it it's nice for these um for these programs to be able to to have these events right here without having to go off. Uh, it's a little bit of an advantage, I would think. No question. Some folks are going to go off this weekend though, as it's the first weekend in October and the Jesse Owens Classic is set for Saturday down in Oakville. Alabama. Uh, yeah, Columbia Columbia Academy is going to be running down there. I think Independence and Summit are both running down mm-hmm. there as well. Um, not sure if Columbia Central is going down there or not, but it's a it is the largest cross country tournament in the southeastern United States, and Oakville is where the Alabama State Championships are held. So a really fun course, a great course. You're running around Indian mounds. Um, so that's a unique perspective and there's a, you know, a nice little lake out there that they're running. It's just, it's a really great course, lots of great vantage points, meaning I'm sure everyone will be able to spread out and watch their, their teams run. So I, 
I love watching cross country and I, I'd never watched it much until I was covering mm-hmm. that area as the sports editor mm-hmm. at the Molten Advertiser, which is just outside of Oakville. So that was pretty cool getting, I mean, when you're, I guess it kind of spoils you when your first cross country experience is the Jesse Owens classic. You're like, man, this, this cross country stuff's legit. Like there's, they got tents and they got barbecuing <laughs> over here. So they're tailgating out here for cross country and they do. I mean, they get there at eight o'clock in the morning. They're cooking breakfast on, on griddles. Not for the runners, obviously. I don't know. <laughs> the runners are, you know how runners warm up? They run. <laughs> I'm like, dang, you run to get ready to run? It, it's funny. I saw a T-shirt years ago, a uh, cross-country runner wearing. Um, oh, this is, I, I know what you're about to say, and it's going to be fantastic. Your punishment is our competition. That's right. <laughs> Your sports punishment is our is our sport. And yeah, I was like, that's fantastic. <laughs> anyway. Love cross country. If you know, if you've never seen a cross country race, and I mentioned this at the Murray County Championships, cross country is one of those sports that it doesn't matter what team you're cheering for. When runners run by, everyone's cheering. They're like, "All right, good job, keep going, keep going," and it's really cool to see that. I, I love that kind of mm-hmm. enthusiasm and support and sportsmanship from all of the parents and coaches from every team because it it doesn't matter you know they're not saying i hope you trip <laughs> you know that's <laughs> so pretty cool I, I i love cross country it's it's a lot of fun well i, I think it, it's like we were discussing a couple of days ago about you know athletic competition and sport and stopping someone from achieving their goal and that kind of thing i think you want to see especially anybody that has run at all realizes what an ordeal running 5k is so so you're just trying to encourage everybody to finish yeah just get to the line yeah you know and that's it's really cool uh again that's that's on saturday Mm -hmm. um several teams will be down there if you've never been and you 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 want to see a spectacle in the cross-country world that is a spectacle Mm -hmm. it is it's basically the super bowl of cross country in the southeastern united states we've got a great show for you lined up today we've got will rab coming on in just a few minutes he's uh wcdt down in winchester he's going to help us preview that central franklin county friday night matchup we'll also talk about all of the rest of our high school football for tomorrow night those are our local schools maplewood spring hill Summit traveling to Page, Mount Pleasant hosting Huntland, Summertown traveling to Forest, and Richland at Zion Christian. We will give our picks in the second hour. And, of course, we'll tell you about all the things that are happening around Southern Middle Tennessee in the high school sports world. We'll give you that schedule, which you can also find on sm-tnsports.com. Feel free at any point to interact with us social media at sm underscore tn sports individually at mo Patton underscore sports and at chris yow 14 that's y-o-w like cowboy with a y we'd love to hear from you when we come back we're gonna have will rab wcdt radio down in winchester and we'll talk some high school football for the majority of this show so if you're into high school football in in, in this area You're going to want to tune in. We've got all that and more when we come back on 
Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. I'm Chris Yow, Maurice Patton to my left here. Clayton Harris on the controls for us in this first hour, and we appreciate that. Right now, it's time to go ahead and get into some high school football. It is Columbia Central traveling down to Winchester. Take on the Franklin County Rebels, right? They're the Rebels? They are the Rebels. And they're, they're they did the not, ch- yeah, they did not yeah. change to the admirals or anything goofy like that. No, no admirals, no panthers, no, no, no. they're still rebels. Gotcha. Joining us to talk about that game is our friend down in Franklin County. It's Mr. Will Rabb from WCDT Radio down there. Will, thanks for joining us. Hey guys, I appreciate you having me on the program. Hey, Will. Um, Talking about this Franklin County team, I, I was able to hear you last week on with with um, with JP and Coach Mike talking about that Grundy County win, and it's significant in that it was the first win under new coach and Franklin County graduate Justin Cunningham. Yes, and it, it meant a lot to to Coach Cunningham. That's his first head coaching win of uh, any kind on the high school level, not just at his, his alma mater. So, you know, there's a lot of pressure uh, to, to get uh, that one uh, taken care of and out of the way. And especially after it looked like in uh, three of the first uh, four games uh, that Franklin County uh, had chances to get victories. And uh, you never want to say uh, should – because if you, you should do something, it would it would work out and it, it would happen. But they could have uh, been, uh, you know, three and one uh, at this point in the season with very close games that they lost uh, late in the fourth quarter to Coffee County, uh, Rockvale, uh, and Lincoln County. So uh, this is a a, a young. Rebels uh, football team that's trying to find their footing, trying to learn how to close out games. And so I think it was a good cathartic experience to go uh, beat up uh, on the Yellow Jackets of Grundy County and have a resounding win. 
Each of those losses you referred to, Coffee County, Rockvale, and Lincoln County, by less than a touchdown. So basically three one-possession losses there. Uh, feel like they took some frustration out this past week? Oh, yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. I think it was, uh, again, a good opportunity uh, for the Rebels to, to be able to, to get some frustration out of there and also just kind of build uh, confidence uh, for a young football team and, and to get a taste of victory again because a lot of these uh, guys, these young guys coming up, who, who are her sophomores were used to winning a lot of football games at the middle school level, used to winning games uh, at the freshman level. Um, and uh, even though it was kind of a, an up and down experience with the previous uh, staff, uh, they were used to uh, the, the veterans were used to winning a few games uh, under the, the previous uh, coaching staff and, and closing games out late and finding ways to win. So I think everybody's been kind of frustrated. Uh, to let a couple games uh, slip through your uh, fingers. And so they're looking to uh, reverse that trend and, and get some momentum going here in the second half of the season. Will, do you do you think this is the type of game that Franklin County feels like if it can get this win, it puts them in a different category in this Region 5-5A? I think it. I think it does. I think the coaching staff just looks at it that every week you're you're starting zero and zero and you're trying to go undefeated uh, every week. They understand the importance of this game. Obviously, you're not going to dig out of an zero and two hole to claw back into the playoff picture in Region Five Five A. It's just not going to happen. It's going to be too difficult, especially when you have games with Summit, Page, uh, Shelbyville looming that um let's be frank franklin county's not on summit's level but at best page and shelbyville are toss-ups so they need this uh victory to at least get them to 500 and then you hope in those last two weeks of the season again when you have page coming up uh later in the year you have shelbyville and games you feel like you can be competitive in if you can win those as well uh, it, it's going to put you in a position to at least be in contention uh, for a playoff spot, but none of that matters if, if you don't get back to 500 in the region this week. And so when you say that, Will, and then you look at a Columbia Central team that was in a very similar situation a couple of weeks ago when Lincoln County came in here and they couldn't afford to get down 0-2 with both those losses being at home had that been the case you're kind of talking about two pretty desperate teams on friday night in winchester yeah i i think that that's absolutely the the case and it should make for a fun matchup it's usually really entertaining when these teams play i think everybody other than summit in this region and maybe after shelbyville gets another region win under their belt whenever that happens because they started region play uh with the victory as well but i think everybody other than summit has to come in desperate in every game because it's so tight when you look at two through uh six in the region there's not going to be a lot of difference uh between uh those teams and the couple that unfortunately are going to be looking on being outside 
of the playoffs. And, you know, maybe there's that unfortunate team that doesn't get any bounces and has a pretty poor region record, but they're going to feel like they were right in those games. You got to come in desperate because it's going to be that close one possession who makes a play late in the fourth quarter type game uh, each week uh, for those teams. Again, maybe other than uh, Summit, who is uh, not only the the class of the region, but looking to be a a, a state uh, championship contender again. We're talking with Will Rabb from WCDTAM down in Winchester about um, Friday's Columbia Central Franklin County game. Will, um, if someone is coming to this game from Columbia, who's a guy that when they leave, they're going to say, wow, that kid's good? Well, I'll, 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 give, I'll give you a couple. Uh, offensively, uh, Franklin County would like to be able to lean on their senior tailback. Uh, Dakota Wagner and when he's running the ball well obviously the offense is much more balanced Uh, also offensively keep an eye out uh, Marquise Tolliver and uh, Nashawn Holman uh, stepping in trying to fill the shoes of his twin brother uh, who uh, is dealing with an injury uh, right now and unavailable for the Rebels but uh, just some speedsters on the outside that complement the uh, power running of Wagner defensively have to keep an eye out for DeAndre Tate, who leads the team in tackles from his linebacker position. And he has a nose for the football, Manny Scott as well, a, a tremendous uh, athlete. Uh, so the rebels have talent uh, all over the field. I, I think though, if they win the football game on Friday night, it's going to be because number 24 Dakota Wagner is making plays from his tailback position. Will, when you when you look at at this matchup between Franklin County and Columbia over the years, just in general, it seems like this has always been a kind of a back and forth affair. Since two thousand twelve, every other year the other team has won. Last year, obviously, Columbia gets a 26-20 to 20 win. If history holds, <laughs> this should be a Franklin County win. Uh, any any superstition down there in Winchester? I, I'm not a very uh, superstitious <laughs> guy myself, uh, but... Uh, no, no offense. I hope the the trend continues and we can we can flip flop it back. The rebels uh, need a victory, but I, I do think it brings up the point that this is usually a very competitive game. It's usually uh, a very close game, and it's always an important game uh, for both of these teams uh, to try be, be, because they're usually on about equal footing of where they sit uh, in terms of the pecking order uh, in the region. So. Uh, maybe home field advantage uh, plays a little bit of a factor. It's uh, uh, it takes a, a hour and a half, two hours uh, to get uh, from Columbia uh, to Winchester or or vice versa, and it's usually a good environment. Both teams have good support uh, from the community, and, and both teams have uh, athletes who uh, can make game uh, changing plays. And sometimes it comes da- it usually comes down to some sort of a weird bounce. You think about it last year, Franklin County uh, thought I think it maybe it was an onside kick or something they were trying to recover, and they were just barely off sides, uh, about the width of about a blade of grass. I can think huh. of 
uh, two years ago, Coffee or Columbia successfully uh, kind of imitating uh, what the Dallas Cowboys did in recovering some onside kicks and huddling around the football and shielding Franklin County away from it in an absolute track meet shootout type football game. Fifty-two so, to forty-nine. Yeah. Fifty-two to fifty-two to forty-nine, and usually it, you see some sort of weird uh, thing uh, happen, some sort of. Uh, moment that you're going to remember and that makes it fun on friday nights for the guys who cover it but it, it certainly gives the coaches and players heartburn oh no question and and, and you've had one of those uh, that lincoln county game where franklin county leading for the majority of the contest and then unfortunately for your team lincoln county gets a big fourth quarter comeback is that a depth issue possibly there or was it just because it, it's a rivalry game and you can never stop playing? I think it's a little bit of both. I do think it has hurt the Rebels this year that this uh, new coaching staff doesn't feel like maybe they have the depth to be able to uh, sub as many guys as you would like, and they do have a high number of players playing both ways for being a, a 5A football team, and, and you get in these close games and you're having to ask, a core group of six to eight guys to play 50, 60 snaps and give their all for 50, 60 snaps. And that's just really hard to do. That wears you down. I also say this, uh, the, the web kid at Lincoln County uh, is phenomenal. And we're talking about, you know, all region awards at the end of the year, he should be in line for several of them. And, and I would think, you know, Will, when you, when you combine a new coaching staff, and an off-season slash preseason, unlike any other that anybody has experienced, that that's really kind of made for a tough transition as well. That that certainly hasn't helped. I think maybe Franklin County would feel like they were a little bit deeper if they had had spring and then a full off-season and and training camp. But I also think maybe at at this point, uh, you're getting your 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 feet under you and. You're you're seeing, um, you know, players uh, step into their role. So if they can adjust to handling that grind, uh, and they can build off the uh, Grundy County win last week, then they can be heading in a positive direction. Get your football legs back under you, so to speak. Oh yeah, there's no question that a 55 to seven win will definitely put some wind under your sails. No question. Uh, will we're really excited about this game? I think. Maurice is going to join you down there, and so we we appreciate your hospitality down in Winchester. Hey, and and will for me to take a page out of Chris's book. Um, you got any pregame meal suggestions for me? Nice little fifty uh, style diner, Holtz Diners, just off the square in in Winchester, and uh, just got a a new. Uh, Italian style, New York uh, Italian style pizzeria paisans up on the square in Winchester. A couple good places to get a meal. Okay. All right. That's what we like to hear. Will, hey, real quick, uh, before we let you go here, I, I don't know what you were doing at 11 o'clock yesterday, but I know what we were doing. And I'm sure that you were also doing it for the next four and a half hours, and that's watching the Braves. <laughs> did, did you get heartburn? <laughs> I was sitting there watching every pitch of that with heartburn and 
joking on Twitter, sending replies and sending tweets and saying, okay, Braves, how do you break our heart this year? And uh, <laughs> Freddie Freeman came through. Uh, it, thank goodness. If that guy doesn't get the MVP, they just shouldn't hand it out. Yeah, we, we've had that discussion on here certainly a, a few times. It's, you know, we actually, <laughs> we were in and out of the office, but at, at no point, just about no point during the the four and a half hour game did we not have our eyes on something whether it be stats or live video we had folks at a at a local ribbon cutting here in town gathered around the a table watching it on our phone <laughs> it was it was a great baseball game man just just legitimately good baseball I mean, it was it was fun to watch uh, Freed and, and and Bauer go back and forth. I think you know, at some point, right? Like you gotta you gotta choke up on that bat and just get a hit. Like you don't have to walk it off with a home run. You just gotta find a way to put that ball in play. Put right? it in play and keep the line moving, as as Snitger and more specifically <laughs> Freddie Gonzalez used to say. But yeah, um, you you would like to have seen that one a little shorter than it was. But we'll take a thirteen inning win over. a 12 or 11 inning loss for sure so um you do it you you, you do whatever you got to do to uh, get the dub and now maybe the braves can try to get the bats rolling and take care of business today they're 11 first pitch here so um we're um we're gonna have our eyes on that one and i'm sure you will too and we will all or you and i anyway We'll have all of our eyes on Columbia Central at Franklin County tomorrow night, 7 o'clock kick in Winchester. Will Rab, WCDTAM in Winchester. Appreciate you um, spending some time with us this morning. I appreciate it, Mo and uh, Chris, and appreciate all uh, the hard work you guys do covering uh, high school football and uh, joining us on uh, our high school programming as well. Thank you. We will. Um, I will see you tomorrow night then. See you, Mo. Hey, when we come back here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, we are going to um, look at another cup. Whoa, Chris is cutting me off. We're not breaking. (laughs) We're not breaking. Not yet. We got one thing we need to talk about with Central. Oh, my bad. (laughs) I thought we were breaking. (laughs) It's okay. And I had the mic, so I was just going to roll with it. I never hey. get. I never get to take us to break. You do, you sh- you can take us right after. The, but we do want to talk about <laughs> the fact that there has been some COVID nineteen issues at Columbia Central, and mm-hmm. we've known about them for a while. But we kind of wanted to keep our keep it under wraps because we didn't want to give away any 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 state secrets yeah we didn't to, want to give away any secrets uh specifically according to players and and whatnot but since someone else has yeah since it's out there let's just go ahead and talk about the fact that it's at one point at some point it was expected that running back wide receiver athlete justin mm-hmm. buckman would not play on friday night it appears at this point that he would that he will so i guess that's good <laughs> well i mean it's it's good from the standpoint that one apparently he must be healthy enough to play and he must be you know cleared of whatever symptoms they thought were there right. that he's not a risk to pass anything along to anybody else that's the biggest thing but it's also big in that he and Christian Biggers probably gave Columbia Central their best run game that they've had this year 
in last week's 28-14 win over Nolansville. The two of them combined for 105 rushing yards and three touchdowns. And as Will was just saying, with Dakota Wagner and what you can expect out of him for Franklin County, to have that two-headed run game is going to be a big deal tomorrow night for Central going in there. Right. There there are, uh, from what we understand, and this is just from hearsay, there was Justin Buckman is, is doing remote learning. He's not been to school at all. Except. Except he was, he had to take the ACT in person. And while, cool. while taking the ACT, his first interaction outside of the football team at someone in that had apparently tested positive, which meant anyone there was a part of the contact tracing issue at this point it appears that buckman was not a not affected by that as others may have been and it does appear that others may have been at other least mem- one at, at, at least two i think yeah, actually we, um we know that buckman tested negative right we know that but we also know that it can take it can lie dormant and maybe be negative testing before so it that from what we understand he was separated from the group a little bit more so so and and so buckman is expected to play there are a couple of other players who are less likely to play but it seems as if probably Buckman is the most significant player involved in this situation as they go into Franklin County on Friday night. Right, and the, and, and he will, at this particular moment that we know of, he will play. He's expected to play, yeah. So. Now yeah. you can take us Can I break. do it now? You can take us to break. Can now. I do it? <laughs> Hey, when we come back here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, we're going to talk about another couple of games involving area teams, including um, Maplewood visiting Spring Hill in a Region 4-4A contest, and up in Williamson County, the aforementioned Summit goes to Page for a Region 5-5A matchup. So we will discuss both of those and more in the second hour when we come back here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit CustomStoneHandlers.com. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. It's time to talk about our Spring Hill fan, friends, Spring Hill High School, Summit High School, both playing this week, Spring Hill hosting Metro 
opponent, Maplewood. And Maplewood comes into this game 0-1 on the season in Week 7. And this is this is a game that Spring Hill pretty much is it's a must win for the Raiders. And and I think it's a winnable ball game when you look at the fact that um like you said, Maplewood coming in 0-1, their only game to this point last week, a 51-6 loss to East Nashville. Um think they've got some some personnel issues, some some COVID. Um not necessarily kids, but maybe some contact tracing and that kind of thing. And so I I think this may be the best chance for Spring Hill to beat Maplewood that they've had since they've been in this region. Well, no, no let me take that back. Since Dante Smith's been gone. I was about sure. to say. Yeah. yeah. It's Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I Don, mean, when, when they had Dante, they had a chance to win every time they took the field. So. Yeah, that, that kid was just special, phenomenal. Hey, and he's making some plays down at Georgia mm-hmm. Tech. I um, I actually follow his mom, um, Desiree Salazar, on on Facebook, and she's got a couple of videos up of a couple of his runs from the um, was it Central Florida that they played this past weekend? Yeah, I'll tell you. The new offense at Georgia Tech has been great for several players, including Dante. And they've got a lot of local kids down there. And when I say local, I mean Middle Tennessee they kids. Do. Um, the Mason kid from, from Gallatin, um, Jordan Mason, is their lead running back. Yeah, it's a, and you they, know, again, they've done a pretty good job recruiting up this way. They sure have. And here's the thing with, with Spring Hill and Maplewood, this – in, in all reality, because of Maplewood's COVID no contest, but Lawrence County's win over Maplewood, they do get that COVID win. Or I guess it's, yeah, it's a forfeit for win for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Spring Hill needs to win this game. And if they can, it puts them in a great position to make the playoffs with a win in week 10 against Lawrence County 11 or week 11 I'm sorry That's right. yeah so week zero week one uh-huh we had that yeah we've earlier. had that discussion <laughs> yeah yeah but it, it this is I mean this is a game that we think with the athleticism that Spring Hill has the experience that they have this season having played five games mm-hmm. to this point it's really important for you know, even when we talked about the McEwen Mount Pleasant game last week, th- that experience is still important. Yeah, and and even as that McEwen Mount Pleasant game went the way it did, I'm still convinced that that experience is important. Maplewood has only been in one competitive situation since last October, November. You right. know, you had no spring practice, you had no spring scrimmages, you had no preseason scrimmages, you had no seven on seven. And I think some of that probably came to bear in their loss to East Nashville. And so they're still kind of figuring some things out. Spring Hill is not a well-oiled machine on their own. I think they've had 13 turnovers in their four games. But at some point, all that talent has got to mesh. And and we've talked about some of those guys that that can and should be game breakers and and they will be especially against the team so 
you know, what I saw against Nolansville, and we talked about this before the Central game last mm-hmm. week, there were flashes of brilliance from that Spring Hill offense and against a defense that, one, is struggling, we know, two, hasn't seen but one other opponent this season. Mm-hmm. You can expect that those big plays like you saw against Summit, the big passing play, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then I fully expect someone like Dante Prower, Landon Seacrest to break a big run here uh, once or twice in this one. So I'm excited to be out there on Friday night. And you talk about the Nolansville game. We were impressed with the fact that Spring Hill only trailed at Mount Juliet 18 nothing at the half right. against the number seven team in the state in Class 6A. Their defense and they had has turned it. Well. They had turned it over each of the first three times they touched it at Mount Juliet. Still only trail 18 nothing. That defense is doing some stuff. Even without Avery Johnson. Right, Johnson. Avery Martin. Avery Martin. Their all-region defensive tackle from last year. What was his name? What was it? Avery Worstall. War, that Worstall. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And, yeah, who at some point over the offseason decided to do something else. Yeah, that was a big blow for them. But at, like If he said, was on this defense, they would be even better than they are. And right now they're playing pretty well overall so it may be a position where maplewood may not be able to score on this team yeah and and again with with the people with the personnel that spring hill has on offense you know one big play here yeah and that might be all it takes absolutely i'll be there on friday i'm excited about it yeah also in spring hill Mm -hmm. actually no not in spring hill this one's going to be over in college grove ish yeah, ish. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was talking to um, Martin Methodist Athletic Media Relations Director, Wade Neely, um, a couple of weeks ago when, well, last week, when Giles County went up to the page game. Mm-hmm. And he was asking me, you know, is this in Franklin? Because I, I've seen references to Rudderville. Rudderville, <laughs> Rudderville is the unincorporated community right. that Page is located in. Their mailing address is Franklin, but um, when College Grove closed, those kids came to Page. So there's, there's, they have a lot of identities. They but do. if you're sending mail to Page High School, it's Arno Road in Franklin. <laughs> right. But Summit will go over there for the second time in a row. The last time they were there, they eliminated the Patriots from the playoffs. And this will – we don't – This Page team is not that Page no, team. No, it's, it's not. They don't have They don't have Bubba. They don't have – they don't have a lot of – They don't have Cade Walker. They don't have Cade Walker, which is a big blow. Uh, when you are rebuilding in a situation like – this page team is they're, they're going to have to rely on their defense and i'm just not sure that any defense that's struggling at any level can hold can hold down destin wade in this summit offense yeah um summit's just got too many weapons over there i think and um we'd list them off but we'd be here for a while we would we would definitely we'd definitely we'd have be to go to the, break we'd, ha- we'd definitely be in the second we can go to break can i go to break <laughs> 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 no, um, this is just a bad place for Paige to be, and we're going to get to our picks in the second hour. But you know, this Paige team is two and three overall. They're they're zero and one in region play, and 
I just think Summit's too good right now um, to not get this one. And coming off a pretty big win at Northwest, this is – it's possible. We don't know 100%, but we know that Keaton Wade is out of a boot. He's close. We don't know if he's going to touch the field this week or next week, but it'll be in the next couple of weeks, I have I have a feeling. And for the the final – four games of the year which are all region games mm-hmm. for the Spartans you have to think that getting him acclimated to game game speed and that sort of thing is important for the Spartans but you know it's having him with fresh legs at the end of the year is going to be brutal for some folks and <laughs> And Keaton Wade, if if he plays this week, he he will definitely be a force, obviously offensively and defensively. But again, the, the weapons that Summit has is just they're on another level right now. They are on another level, and then when you add him to that, mm-hmm. it's it's borderline unfair. It it really is, uh, you know, and it's so crazy to think about that. You know, we we talk about how good they are, and they and they are they're fantastic players. But they lost two region games last year, including this Page against this Page team in the regular season. Now, granted, against Page, they did not have Destin Wade last year, and in the playoffs, they did mm-hmm. and won fairly. Clearly, that made the difference. Easily, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was that was that was a big difference. As a matter of fact, I remember talking about that on our show, uh, previous, you know, prior to that game, how I thought, you know. Watching the regular season game, it was obvious that had Destin Wade been in the game, it probably would have gone the other way right. in the regular season. So we'll see. I mean, I, I fully expect Summit to, to, to take control of this one pretty early. Um, but then again, I thought they would take control of the Franklin game pretty early. So who knows? This is, you know, they, they play football for a reason. They, they, they get on the field and they play 48 minutes because you can't just go off what should happen. No. No, you can't, but I, I think this is about as close to a should happen that you can go with as there Rat is. Rat poison. I bet, I bet <laughs> Brian Coleman is not letting his team listen to us right now. <laughs> and Steve Wade's probably like, no, son, you cannot hear them talk. Steve, Steve's like, no, just, just they're, they're not talking about you guys. They, they said that you're going to lose on Friday. They picked against you. Don't be out there lying on us, Steve. <laughs> If there's anybody I know who's listening in Spring Hill, it's Steve Wade. And I appreciate that because I know that he, he supports us and we support his his kids especially. Uh, we appreciate you guys out there um, listening. And if you want to interact with us, make sure to get us on Twitter at SM underscore TN Sports. We would love to interact with you there as well as on our personal twitter accounts at mopatton underscore sports and at chrisyow 14 i will be at spring hill tomorrow night and speaking of my pregame meal friday night bites tn you can <laughs> follow me there i will be at peppercorn scratch kitchen which is right next to the school in the provincia shopping center so it's gonna be fun brand new spot to ch- to try out there in neapolis well we look forward to your Review, my review on that on the um the food yeah, and you the, can you can of see course my, the, the, the staff the staff and service you can find my review from uh from Linville on Friday Night Bites T on Instagram 
that was Soda Pop Junction. I did not, however, review um, the police department in Linville, but I must say that they are fantastic <laughs> folks down at the Linville Police Department. Thank you so much for uh, your hospitality, and we appreciate that. I had to. I don't know if you guys were listening to the Friday night call-in to scoreboard show, but I was. <laughs> I was. I was in the middle of giving my my report, and I, I, I tell JP, buddy, I, I got to let you go. <laughs> Quite abrupt. <laughs> it was, and, and JP's like, uh, uh, okay, and starts laughing. So I, it worked out really well. I did not get cited, so thank you, Linville PD. Nice. And thank you to Soda Pop Junction and the folks at Richland High School. When we come back in the second hour, we will talk about our friends down in Mount Pleasant and Summertown, both of their games this week, and much more in the second hour. Our game of the week also coming up, and pick them. We'll get to that and more on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries and their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Six minutes past the hour of 10 o'clock, and we are here in Columbia, Tennessee. Beautiful day outside here on West 7th. Welcome to the studio, JP Plan on the controls. We appreciate him joining us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Apparently, I've upset you with uh, yes, you the, the uh, place that I patroned this morning that uh, harkens back to your younger days. Yes, I'm, I was very upset. As JP walked in with a Jack's Hamburgers coffee cup, uh, Jack's was the soundtrack of my youth, <laughs> and every morning getting a a biscuit from Jack's. My, my dad's probably listening going, I had to stop at Jack's every day to get you a biscuit before school. <laughs> he's, he's just mad now. It's a great I, way to start the school day. Dude, you kidding me? Fantastic. <laughs> Man, I just like the fact that we've got an opener and a closer. That's right, we do. Behind the on the boards over here. And uh, <laughs> that's how we roll here, both. <laughs> hey. Bring in the righty, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's him. Wow. Yep. Dang. Mm-hmm. Dang. <laughs> yeah. The change of pace. Yeah. It's, uh-huh. yeah. it's always fun. <laughs> well, we've got some more high school football to talk about. We've got three more games this week. In this segment, we're going to talk about two of those as the Hornets of Huntland travel down to Mount Pleasant where Maurice and I visited yesterday and I got a grape co. It's the farthest place in Tennessee the closest place in Tennessee that I found a a grape co and uh really excited about that. 
You know, for a sports show, we talk a lot about food. <laughs> we do talk a they lot. They do about go hand food. in hand together, though, Mo. They really do. They, they do. really do. Yeah. Uh, you know the the travels because going around, you got to find where the best place is to get uh, a snack, or a burger, or a cup of coffee. You got to find them. It's the lifeblood of a local reporter. And and I was about to say, Mo, Mo knows it, it. There's three things you have to have. You have to have sports for one. Mm-hmm. You have to have food, and then you have to have internet. And before before we had cell phones. <laughs> to file a story, sometimes in the, in these middle of nowhere places, you had to do some unique things. There was a. Uh, Where's the weirdest place you filed a story from? Oh, uh, the liquor store in Fayetteville. No question, no liquor question. store Fayetteville. Yeah. How did you How did you get internet? Did they have Wi-Fi? No, this was um, actually this was pre-internet. This was um, this was the Called the Tandies. This was the trash eighties. That you, you had to either plug your your hard line into or use couplers with this guy See, the, the, and we say what is a coupler hey yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what that's huh? okay don't worry about it don't worry about it ask ask your folks google ask it you know? did, did you google have to it. call in on your bag phone or no, no. i'm kidding no no <laughs> when so in 2005 the the weirdest place i've ever filed a story this is again 2005 so i mean it's it, we have the internet at this point mm-hmm. But Wi-Fi is kind of iffy mm-hmm. in most places. I'm just outside of Huntsville, Alabama in New Hope. And I go to a... New Hope? That's where former Summertown girls basketball coach Craig McGill is now. Right. There you go. Yeah. Shout out to Craig. Got a... McGill. I like it. A little local flair yeah. there. there you go. Uh, I, I go to a, a Chevron gas station, and I still have... AOL account. <laughs> okay? So I have Wi-Fi. If there's a McDonald's around, I can go to McDonald's and I can find my store. Well, there's not a McDonald's in New Hope because there's nothing in New Hope except a little bar and grill that does karaoke on Friday and Saturday nights. And that's pretty much it. So I go to the, I go I go over to the Chevron and I say, "Do you have a phone line I can borrow so I can get on AOL?" And they're like, "What?" And email my story. He says, "Well, I don't have a phone line that you can use for the store." And I turned around, and there's an ATM machine. I said, can I use the phone line from the ATM machine? He goes, if it'll work, sure. So I plugged my phone, or the ATM phone line, into my computer, sent the email, because it only takes, I mean, I'd already written the story. I just needed to send an email. Sent the email, got it filed, and that that was the, the most unique situation that I've ever had to deal with. wonder what the fallout was, though, with that ATM. <laughs> Oh, no, taking nothing. it offline oh nothing i mean you just, it's just if there's no if there's nothing going on they don't know because mm-hmm. it's not taking it offline if, it's only during transactions you, right? yeah it only it just makes a phone call during transactions so they they never knew unless they're listening to this show right now <laughs> whatever bank that was new horizon something or whatever down in <laughs> it's the, the local bank in new hope <laughs> new hope first national <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway, let's talk about Mount Pleasant and Huntland. Mount Pleasant comes into this game 0-4, looking for their first win, and Huntland comes in 3-3. Mount Pleasant should have some returning players, hopefully, this week from COVID restrictions. We we hope. Uh, Really excited to see how this Mount Pleasant team stacks up because this is pretty much as must-win as it gets in – 
in this region. This is a tough one for, for Mount Pleasant. Like you said, coming off that 39-16 loss to McEwen. Um, missing 13 players. Missing a bunch of players. Hoping to get some of them back. But um, as long as Keevan Cooper is available, you feel like they got a chance. They got a shot. That, um, you know, he has been impressive early on as a freshman. And – and once they get some of those other guys back as well, I mean, they were missing Dontavious Ellison up front, one of three linemen they were missing. So that's kind of a big deal, right? Three linemen, <laughs> particularly in what they in do offensively. School? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, and and again, at a one A school, you know, all of them go both ways. So and and Huntland coming in with some momentum, having just one. This past weekend, thirty nine nothing against Lookout Valley. So, so, so they're pretty hot. They are. Uh, the, Huntland on the year has been kind of up and down. We've seen, you know, we've seen teams like, you know, they they've seen Eagleville, which they um, they beat in the first week. They beat Joe Burns and they beat Lookout Valley, but they've lost to Fayetteville, which they only lost twenty to fourteen. Very good football game there. And then they got drilled by both Cascade and South Pittsburgh. Cascade being a 2A team. Right. But, and But, yeah, they were outscored 120 to 21 in those three ball games, which hmm. not a whole lot of shame in losing to South Pittsburgh, but still. No, no, not much at all. But, th- again, we don't know – you know, this Huntland team has traditionally been, you know, kind of class of the region and – until Fayetteville's last couple of seasons. Yeah, well, and Cornersville's emergence course, a couple of years yeah. back when they went back-to-back to the state finals. So, But Huntland that, has hosted a playoff game. Mm-hmm. But that's that's what has made this region 5-1-A. These coaches will tell you it's the toughest 1-A region in the state. And, I mean, they have consistently had three teams ranked in the Associated Press Top Ten this year so i mean it's it's kind of tough to argue with it yeah absolutely so uh, this will be a a very difficult game for bronson bradley and his tigers out at mount at out at the mount the mount and again it's it's it is a home game tickets will be available at the gate but make sure to bring your chairs and whatnots and try to socially distance out there because clearly they've had some issues with the elementary school, the uh, the middle school, and the the high school football team have all had some COVID issues. So make sure to do everything you can to keep those kids safe sure. and as safe as possible. Let's see. I don't know if we really have time to, to talk about, to get into the Summertown Forest game as much as we really want to, thanks to my <coughs> diatribe about jack's hamburgers and weird places we filed stories so i apologize for getting us off the rails there so how about we just do this how about we say we've got summertown at forest on the other side of a break here in just a few minutes tomorrow we will visit in the first hour with summer um, forest coach eli stevenson <laughs> The second, second hour? hour? Okay. The first hour is Chris Brooks from 615 Preps. So 615 Preps, Chris Brooks will join us in the first hour tomorrow. Forest coach Eli Stevenson will join us in the second hour tomorrow. And 
We will talk about that Summertown Forest game on the other side of the break, along with our game of the week, which is the only game left if you're keeping tabs at home, the Richland Raiders at the Zion Christian Eagles. Should be a very fun game to, to talk about and to watch. We're really excited about covering that one for you. Um, again, Huntland, 3-3, three and three, traveling to Mount Pleasant, 0-4. Oh Mount Pleasant still looking for their first win on the year and in the region. But, again, they've got three, four region games remaining. I think they have Huntland. They've got Huntland. They've got um, Eagle Cornersville. No, no, no. No, they've got Huntland. They've got, yeah, Eagle. No, they only have two, two region, region games, games left. They've got Huntland tomorrow night, and then they close Moore the County. regular season at Moore County. In between, they've got um, Loretto coming here. They've got Zion Christian coming over, and they go to Eagleville. So, so they have two region games remaining. They had um, Cornersville was a COVID win for Cornersville because Mount Pleasant was unavailable in the no contest, and they lost Pleasant. to um, they lost to Fayetteville, lost at Fayetteville. Right, so they need to win the next two games to finish their region record two and two. That's pretty mm -hmm. important for them yeah. uh, in, in that District 5 standings because you still have Richland, who beat them. Mm -hmm. You still have Fayetteville and then Cornersville, like you said, who got the COVID win. So to, It makes a big difference. Yeah, for, for them to get up into that top four that advanced, this is – this is much. This is a must win. I mean, yeah, you, you, you have to win. You try next. to avoid using that phrase, but this is pretty pivotal. <laughs> I love using the word pivotal. Anyway, we've got all that uh, Summertown Forest on the other side of the break, as well as Richland at Zion Christian. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Barn and Joint. We'll be right back on WKOM 101.7 FM. <laughs> When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn & Joint. I'm Chris Yao, along with Maurice Patton. And it is 24 minutes past the hour, 10 o'clock, as we talk about a couple more high school football matchups coming to you tomorrow night. You can hear about all of those updates, scores, live broadcast on the Friday Night Live TriStar Sports Whip Around, hosted by our friend J.P. Plant. On, Is he still your friend? Yeah, he, I don't know. 
<laughs> if, he bring, if he brings me jacks tomorrow, maybe. Got to come bearing gifts next time. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know. In his defense, he didn't know that like jacks is like a thing. So. Did, you, did you bring enough for the entire class? Yeah. Chicken, yeah. Man, chicken Man brought us sausage biscuits from Chick-fil-A. Sausage biscuits from Chick-fil-A. Yeah. The Chicken Man brought us sausage biscuits from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> the ultimate irony of ironies. <laughs> it's, it's like a double uh, irony, a double entendre, a double irony. Does that cancel oh, yeah. each other out? I think it does. But yeah, the Chicken Man bringing sausage biscuits. It's from, from Chick Fil A. Yeah. yeah, you can <laughs> <laughs> food. Every segment now starts with food. <laughs> that being said, you can hear JP on the Whip Around on Friday Night Live, and that's you can click through it on our website if you if you don't want to go through theirs. I'm just saying you can go to. Yeah, if you first. don't want to go through our janky website, is what he's saying. Yeah, no, no, I, no I'm you're just right. Saying you do have a prominent link, and we appreciate that yeah. because uh, it it makes it easy for your listeners to uh, uh, to follow us. He'll be on the air at five o'clock starting tomorrow, mm-hmm. and followed by Murphy's matchups at five thirty, and then Friday Night Live starts from six o'clock to eleven. Eleven and five straight hours. JP's like, all right, man. I'm tired. At nine, at 9 o'clock, he's like, all right, look, these games need to end because <laughs> I need to get some folks on the air. <laughs> but, yeah, it, you can listen. It's great. It, it's a great way to keep up with local scores uh, and, and what's going on exactly because, again, when, you, when you're listening to Summit on WKOM or Central on WKRM, you get the one game. But if you are listening to JP, you can – hear random games throughout the night or ideally you're at a game and i'm listening and you're listening to now me personally i'm not i'm not i'm not capable of multitasking while i'm covering a game like that but if you were just at a game watching you could listen to jp and 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 sound really knowledgeable to your friends. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what we, well, you know, Mo, you know, you've got to have all hands on deck to keep up with those pins you have. So completely understand. There you go. Yeah. And yeah. It takes a lot of focus. It it really does. Like it's I, impressive. I can't even do two. Yeah. Like I just have I just I just have to make sure that I write down what team has the ball at the top of the drive. And then I when I go back I'm like, uh, who had the ball there? <laughs> I, I don't I'm not that coordinated. But you know, when you've been doing it as long as Mo has, you kinda get that you, you get Second it done. Nature. Yeah, you get it done. So well done. Summertown will travel over to Chapel Hill on Friday night. They will take on the Forest Rockets. And and as you said in the last segment, yeah. we're going to be visiting in the morning with Rockets coach Eli Stevenson. Um, Forrest coming in here four and two overall, two and zero oh in the region. So um, they got a chance to really put some distance between themselves and some other folks, and and set up what's going to be a crucial contest, probably for that region championship against Lewis County later on this season. Um, the Rockets have won their last two games against Loretto and Lawrence County. And we'll be talking to Coach Stevenson about their recent success as well as the um, progress that sophomore Michael McClendon is making since suffering that um, spinal injury in the Moore County game back on September 11th. Yeah, I'm really anxious to hear an update on him, but also this team because 
you know, Summertown has three region contests left. If they get a win here and put that blemish on Forrest's record, it really pretty much sends that that region into Lewis County's to lose, even mm-hmm. though that still would technically be if if this was were to be a Forrest's only region loss, the Lewis County game would still be their championship game. Right. But you know, Summertown is kind of you know after starting the season three and zero, they've lost three in a row. And they're kind of up against the wall because they're 0-2 in this region. And if they right. want to make the playoffs, they need to get a win over Forest, Eagleville, and Community to end the season. To really, to really secure that. Yeah, and like you said, they they lost three straight. The last two in region play against Lewis County at Summertown and at Loretta last week in the, um, the big Pegasus Cup matchup. So um, they, they really need a bounce back win right here, and it's not going to be easy. No, absolutely not. The Forest Rockets are as good as it gets in this region. So, again, Forest comes in 4-2. and two. They've gotten wins over East Robertson. They did beat Eagleville and Loretto. They beat Loretto 18-7 to seven on the road. So, if you go by comparative scores mm-hmm. and whatnot, which you can't do, um, I don't think you can anyway. Not not when they are 12-7 and 18-7. You really can't. Yeah. You, you just go, okay, they're probably equal. So I, I don't think this is a game that Summertown can't win. I, no. I definitely think it's a winnable football game. They've just got to clean some things up, I think, and be a little bit more productive, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. I think they've scored um, – let's see, they scored – they lost at Donaldson Christian 31-14 – they lost, no shame there. No, they lost to Lewis County 42-21, but one of those touchdowns was a scooping score by Javen Edmiston. Yeah, their offense has struggled. I yeah, think. and then they lost you know, 12-7 down at Loretto. So the the offense has, has struggled. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm not sure how far that goes back. You know, the, they only scored 13 points against Mount Pleasant, but <laughs> it was pouring down rain. Uh, Wayne County, it was it had rained that night, and there was a small delay, uh, but they did put up 26 points in that one, and then they got the COVID win over Collinwood. Right. So this is going to be uh, – this is kind of the test. This is it for, for Summertown. They, you know, they, they were ranked in the AP poll mm-hmm. for two weeks, and now their backs are against the wall. They, they really need to get a win. So really interested to see how this one turns out over at Chapel Hill on Friday night. Should be an interesting one. It will. Speaking of interesting games, our game of the week Mm -hmm. is going to be a lot of fun. After coming off of a two-week COVID-related shutdown, um, Richland came back last week and played Fayetteville as tough as you can play Fayetteville and not win. They travel to Zion Christian, who is... 3-3 3-3 three and three on the year, coming off of a tough loss on the last play of the game to Collinwood. This is going to be probably one of the most competitive games of the week, and we're really excited to feature the Raiders and the Eagles. I'm fascinated by this matchup from the standpoint that um, Zion's offense is predicated on the passing game. Richland is really going to want to run the ball, and – if Zion can win some matchups on the outside, 
they can make this a ball game. I, and because I'm, I'm thinking that Richland's offense is going to wear on Zion as the night progresses. I mean, with their size, with their depth, that kind of thing. But if Zion can make some plays in the passing game on the perimeter, I think this could be pretty much a mirror of last week's Collinwood game for them. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. You know, we, we've talked so much about Luke Perko and all the things that he's done this year. He's been fantastic on both offensive and defensive sides of the ball. He is going to be the key for this team, again, on both sides because as a linebacker mm-hmm. against a, a read option type offense, it's going – it pretty much puts Richland in a position where – they have to decide, are we going to run between the tackles like we did against Fayetteville? Are we going to try to get the edge, which we weren't able to do last week? Are we – Zion, clearly not as fast as Fayetteville on the corners and the edge rushers. Uh, yeah, we saw that in the in week two. But this is a team that defensively has played pretty well for the season. How does Richland counteract that? And which way do they go between the tackles or edge rush? Yeah, and and you know we talked going into the Fayetteville, Fayetteville Richland game about Sam Edwards and um, what kind of um, impact he could have in this ball in that ball game. Wound up rushing for three yards on ten carries, although some of that was reflective of some sack yardage and that kind of thing. But he didn't have quite the impact that you would have thought. This could be that game where he is a little bit more impactful. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. That's what I expect. I expect him to pull it and be able to get the corner a little bit easier than he did last week. Again, that is our game of the week, and we are excited about covering that Richland Raiders at Zion Christian. That's a 7 o'clock kick over at Zion. At Holcomb Field. Holcomb Field. Yes, sir. All right, Mo, it's time to tell them who's going to win. Last week, both Mostradamus and myself had five and three records. I lost the Central Lincoln County pick, and Mo had Zion over Collinwood. I picked Collinwood. So we both went five and three, which mm-hmm. brings our records on the season to 28 and nine for Mostradamus. I'm 25 and 12, still three games out. Still got time. Still got time. So let's go through it real quick. We'll start with Central at Franklin County, the game you will be at. I will be at that game. And apparently Justin Buckman will as well. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, based on that, I'm, I'm going to go with the Lions to buck the trend of home team winners in this series. Uh, I, I just like... The confidence that they're playing with right now coming off of those back-to-back wins over um, over Lincoln County and Nolansville here in this past two weeks. And and another trend that they will be bucking is at 4-2, and two, they won their first two games, they lost two straight, they've now won two straight. So extending that win streak to three games for the first time this year would be big. Getting a big Region 5-5A win would also be pretty significant. That one reminds me of Major League. <laughs> Three in a row. That's called that's a, a, a winning streak. There we go. It has happened before. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 and I think it happens for the Lions tomorrow night. 
I tend to agree with you. I think Central gets the win here. Uh, I've picked against them the last couple of weeks, and I picked against them against Nolansville and against Lincoln County, and that did not work out for me either way. So I'm going to buck my trend and go with the Lions in this one, which is probably not what Central fans want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> or Central coaches. <laughs> Sorry, Coach Hoth. Uh, don't let your kids know that we picked them to win, that you are the that underdog this week. you picked them to win. Yeah, we. Well, I'm just saying, just let them know they're the underdog. <laughs> All right, the game I will be at, Maplewood at Spring Hill. I think this is one of the most intriguing matchups, and especially just considering the fact that, one, it's a Metro school that, that is excited to be playing. Two, Spring Hill is in a must-win situation and coming off of back-to-back one-and-nine seasons, getting a win in the middle of the year and not having to try to get one at the end of the season to preserve a non-winless season. I think the Raiders get it done on Friday night, and I'm going with Spring Hill to beat Maplewood. I'm riding with the Raiders. This is a, this is a game that can put them in the playoffs, and that kind of makes this a playoff game. It does. It's basically a playoff game. I, I like Spring Hill in this. With with all the circumstances surrounding this ball game, I think they find a way to get it done. I don't think there's any surprise in the next game that I'm taking the Summit Spartans over Page. Uh, I think they get the win here fairly easily, and I don't think there's any question that, that, that that's going to continue on your side. <laughs> you are correct, sir. Yeah, um, uh, Page is kind of rebuilding here, and Summit is not. I like Summit in this game. All right. And Huntland traveling to Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant needs a win. Do they get one? I don't think so. I don't think so. I just think um, Huntland and veteran coach Bob Robertson are, are, you know, they're coming off of a big win against Lookout Valley. Um, This is a big region matchup for them and could solidify a playoff spot for them, I think, with a win. I think the Hornets get it done on the road here. Uh, I tend to agree with you. Unfortunately, I don't think Mount Pleasant's going to get it done this week. Not sure what their COVID situation is, but either way, I think Huntland gets the win, and they will be a part of that playoff situation at the end of the year. Summertown at Forest, what you got? I think I'm taking the host Rockets in this one. I I think that – Again, a team playing with some confidence. They've really got something to play for with this um, Micah McClendon situation, and you don't want to make that a a trivial deal, obviously, but in a close-knit community like that, that little extra bit of emotion probably carries a little weight. Uh, I think um, Forrest takes care of business against a Summertown team that, as we said, is struggling offensively right now. Absolutely. Backs against the wall for the Eagles. Um, I think Forrest should win this game. I'm going to go the other direction. One, because I need to pick up some ground, and I think that this is a a, a potential win. Uh, obviously, I, would, I think Forrest should win, but I'm going to go with the Eagles. Summertown gets the win over Forrest. Bold strategy. Bold God. strategy. It's either, I mean, it's either going to work out or it doesn't. Whatever. <laughs> Zion, game of the week, Zion Christian and Richland at Zion. I'm going to tell you, I think this is a toss-up. 
I do. I think either team could win this game without any question. I think it's, it's a great game. Otherwise, it wouldn't be our game of the week. I am going with Richland. I've got the Raiders in this one. Riding with the Raiders. Yeah, I, I think I've got to take the um, the visitors in this one as well. I think, you know, over four quarters, I just think that Richland's offensive line will probably wear on Zion. I think, again, Zion's going to have some opportunities to make some plays on the edge with their passing game and, and maybe get vertical a couple of times. But, but I think over 48 minutes, Richland wins this one. All right, there you have it. Those are our picks for this week. Once again, Mostradamus over there. You can find more expanded thoughts on these games on sm-tnsports.com when Mostradamus posts a little bit later this afternoon. When we come back, we're going to tell you about all of the opportunities you have to see high school sports tonight in southern middle Tennessee. And in about 19 minutes, the Atlanta Braves will play, and we'll probably talk a little bit about what to expect from Ian Anderson and the Bravos. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Each week, the picks are brought to you by Jamie Davis Allstate. You're in good hands with Jamie Davis. For a free quote, call 615-392-1122. Make sure to tell her Chris and Maurice at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit CustomStoneHandlers.com. We are back on... Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Let's talk real quick about all of tonight's options. If you want to see high school sports, we have you covered. Full schedule on sm-tnsports.com. Make sure to check that out. I'll start you off with tonight's girls soccer as Spring Hill travels to Tullahoma at 6 p.m. Franklin over at Independence at 7. Now, I'm that sorry. game may... Uh, it's probably, it's probably at, at Franklin. Franklin. Mm-hmm. Independence traveling to Franklin at 7. Columbia Central hosting Shovel Central at 7 as well. Senior night. It is senior night for the Lady Lions. Summit Soccer will head over to Brentwood as they have a Big district match there at 7 o'clock. And Franklin Road Academy at Zion Christian. Time TBA. In volleyball tonight, Mount Pleasant goes to Fayetteville for 5.30 p.m. First serve. Serve. (laughs) Columbia Central goes to Summertown for a 6 o'clock match. Hampshire will be at Kalioka at 6. And Independence is at Brentwood at 6. 
Hampshire Kalioka Volleyball should be a good one. Should be. Should be. be a lot of fun to watch if you are out and about in rural Murray County. That's the one to be at. Mm-hmm. All right. That's your Thursday sports schedule. For those of you getting ready in the next 10 to 12 minutes, I guess it's a 11.05 first pitch probably. 11.08. Oh, Jesus. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm just telling you. you know, we're 20 minutes away from first pitch at Truist Park where the Atlanta Braves will go for a their first playoff series win since 2001. Is that not amazing? It's also the first time since 2001 that the Braves won the first game of a playoff series yesterday in their one to nothing 13, 13 inning, inning dramatic win. That was that was fun. Not really. <laughs> it wasn't fun at all actually. We we struggled. I mean, y'all, when I tell you, we watched this game in every possible way you could have watched it. It was it was a lot of fun to watch, but it was also very difficult for the hard barn. I think it was probably easier to watch if you were not a Braves fan. Because, you know, as it continued to be zero zero, you're like you're, at you're, some point how 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 are we gonna lose this ball game? Oh, I yeah. mean, as as Will Rapp was saying in the first hour, you know, how how are they going to break our hearts here? You know, you got a great performance out of Max Freed, seven shutout, going up against the guy that everybody thinks is the National League Cy Young winner in Trevor Bauer, and he matched him in, in his first postseason start. I'm just saying, if you match the Cy Young winner and you're seven and zero, and he's five and four, maybe, maybe you're the Cy Young winner. Maybe you're the Cy Young winner. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just – I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, great job yesterday by the defense and the pitching staff to get out of not one, not two, but three first and thirds with nobody out in that game. And and Cincinnati Reds fans are really steamed over squandering those three first and third no-out situations, finishing up with 11 hits and getting shut out. My boy out in Oklahoma City is a big Reds fan. He's from Ohio, but he lives out in Oklahoma City, and I've known him for a long time. He was so angry yesterday. I mean, he was just livid on Facebook talking about what a joke of an offensive performance. Man, they got 11 hits. Yeah. They just didn't get the big one. Just didn't get the one you need. Timely hitting matters, folks. Timely hitting matters. And, and you know, when you when you get your – when you get your MVP candidate to the plate with less than two outs and a runner at third base, he's got to come through, and Freddie Freeman did. Um, I've been, um, I've been on the Marcel Ozuna MVP bandwagon. I think yesterday kind of flipped me over. It's supposed to be based on regular season, but you know, for Freddie to finally send us home in thirteen, yeah. It, it, that just goes to show, you know, despite the lack of offensive performance from both him and Marcel, I, I mean, had Freddie drawn a walk, I don't, I, I could absolutely see Marcel getting that that hit to right. win the game, and right. you know, he was sitting on deck. So here's a unique situation: the Braves hashtag, the official playoff hashtag for the Braves is "Mix it up," right? Mix it up because mm-hmm. you know that's what they do when they, they do get the up. Yep. When they get on base, Ozuna and and 
especially Dansby, mm-hmm. they like to stir it, their, up, stir, stir it up. Yeah. Okay. So here's what they're not going to do, though. They're not going to mix up the lineup at all. <laughs> no, don't don't mix it up. Don't mix it up if you're Brian Snitker, who is going to throw the exact same lineup at the Reds that he threw yesterday. The exact same lineup that went scoreless that for, went 12 scoreless for 12 innings yesterday. And didn't get a hit for like five. <laughs> so that being said, the Reds will throw uh, a little different lineup. Um, I know it's uh, Akiyama, Castellanos, Vado, Suarez, Mustakis, Winker, Senzel, Galvis, and Barnhart. So, so they moved they move Senzel down. They did. And, and Galvis didn't play yesterday. Galvis did. didn't play yesterday. And uh, Barnhart didn't play. Tucker Barnhart did not start at catcher yesterday. He, he came did play, in, yeah. but he did not start. Hmm. So Luis Castillo, Ian Anderson on the mound for the bump. for the Braves. His also his first postseason start as well. We get. I mean, it's and 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 if there's a game three, then it'll be Kyle Wright's first, first. postseason start. You Sensing a trend, trend here. here. <laughs> If we get to a five-game series, what are we going to do? I don't know. Anyway, um, this should be a really good matchup again today. I I fully expect that, you know. I don't think this one will be scoreless through 12. No, I don't. Um, My guess is that we will not go four for 29 with 15 strikeouts today. I just don't see that one happening. I, that would be my hope. I don't know that I'd necessarily guess it, but yeah. I don't. I mean, we the Braves have not. You know, they don't strike out a lot. They or they didn't during the regular season. That being said, they have recently. Uh, the kid from the Orioles had mm. like nine through four innings or something like that, mm-hmm. or ten, or I think no, he had eleven. It was his career high. He had eleven through like five innings, which was crazy. Um. That being said, this is a Braves team that is hungry. I think they're healthy, which is the most important thing. Outside of a little wrist discomfort from Acuna, Acuna, this team is as healthy as as we've ever had in the postseason in the lineup. Now, Mm -hmm. the pitching staff is a whole other can of worms. None of them are healthy. Well, I'll tell you what, though. Having said that, I was pleased that that we were able to get an inning out of Chris Martin Chris Martin yesterday. Without any issue. And we got seven out of Freed, who, you know, had not pitched for two weeks. Freed, in retrospect, Freed's seven innings were huge because – through what six relievers? Yeah, if if that's a Braves game where we have to throw, you know, two or three bullpen guys before the seventh inning, which has happened several mm-hmm. times this year, um, it it probably doesn't end up that way. We just happen to be one guy in the bullpen deeper. Um, credit to Trevor uh, Matzik for Tyler Matzik for. Um, getting out of that first and third jam that he got himself in in the top of the 13th. Mm-hmm. And then I guess he got the win. <laughs> I mean, he was the pitcher of record when there you go. When the Braves scored their run. So yeah. 
That's a uh, that's unique. A, a win for Tyler Matzik in the playoffs. Congratulations, Who, kid. Who to thunk? They're, they're, <laughs> if, if you had Tyler Matzik on, in, you probably won some some cash. If you bet a dollar that Matzik was going to get the win, you you probably won some some dough. There is a Braves Twitter that does a um what shot in the dark, you know, predictions yeah. about series and games and that kind of thing. I don't think anybody predicted Tyler Matzik picking up a win in this series. Uh, no. No, definitely not. So, really, uh, it's going to be a great game. I'm excited about it. We're gonna we're gonna watch it as much as we can, and we will keep you updated on Twitter at sm underscore tn sports. And well, we probably won't keep you updated there. We you can follow our brave stuff on our on our personal per- yeah. at mopatton underscore sports and at chrisyow14. We'd love to hang out with you there. I got to get this in because as as much as neither of us or very few other people do enjoy alex rodriguez on mm. espn he, he he told a funny story about when he was with the yankees and ricky henderson was there and, oh, was and so they great. went into extra innings and um ricky's in the on deck circle it was ricky stan javier and alex he's like ricky don't do extra innings ricky gonna get on base stan gonna bunt me over you gonna hit a sacrifice fly we're gonna go eat dinner and that's exactly what happened it worked. But Ricky don't do extra innings. Yeah, he don't get That's, paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky don't get paid for extra innings. So, all right. We've got a great show for you tomorrow. Chris Brooks in the first hour from, from 615 Preps. We've got Forest head coach Eli Stevenson in the second hour. Tomorrow we'll be talking about high school football from around our coverage area, just outside of what we do on our website, but still in the WKOM listener area so thank you guys for joining us here on this thursday edition of southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint we'll see you tomorrow at 9 a.m have a great day go braves <laughs>